The forceful measures that we as a country are taking to control the spread of the virus have brought much of the economy to an abrupt halt. Many businesses have closed. People have been asked to stay home. Your money, your money is on the line. Is on the line. Money talks. Money talks. Is on the air. We're back. I'm Troy Harmon today with uh, Shauna Theriault and Logan Daniel. Shauna, we got some finance stuff to talk about. You want to do that? Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. So uh, Amanda and Dennis are uh, 59 and 60, respectively. Amanda's company cut staff when uh, sales dropped during COVID-19 crisis. Since then, she's been enjoying this forced retirement. Uh, they can work their budget to work solely on Dennis's salary, and uh, he has at least seven to ten years left before uh, he's going to exit the workforce. Uh, they're concerned on how to make their retirement assets last until their 90s. That's uh, that's what we usually do, right? Run a 92 a is our, our standard. Plan. Yeah, okay. Uh, while they're okay with the concept of Amanda taking an early retirement, they're suddenly daunted by the fact retirement might be 30 years. Uh, Amanda, mm-hmm. Amanda will re- be receiving a severance package that will provide a year's salary as well as health insurance, I guess, over that 12-month period. Um, so uh, I, that, to me, is probably the most real fear with uh, with folks who invest for for a purpose. I mean, there's there's a lot of people that worry that the market's going to go down and, you know, they're going to lose this or that. As long as you've got a plan that shows that, uh, you know, you're, you're – longevity of your money is is uh better has better probabilities of lasting until you're 92 than you do then it's not so much a problem but uh this is this to me is a real fear so uh i'm sure you guys have ran into this and as uh, logan already said we try to plan based on uh you know the longevity to 92 years old um but i i wanted to turn it over to y'all and let you walk me through kind of the process and what you would tell somebody like Amanda and Dennis. Well, I mean, the biggest thing for them, because they are, you know, not working, you know, through age 65 is, is medical costs. Right. Right. So the first thing they have to think about is you have to pay for some sort of health insurance till age 65. So that can be a big cost. Um, You know, it's doable just depending on what, you know, you've saved in assets and what your other spending is. And, Individuals are living longer. So, you know, looking at long-term care would be a good option. You know, looking at the withdrawal rate on your portfolio is going to be really, really important, especially in the beginning when, you know, you first get retired or lose a job, et cetera, and you're before age 65. Most of the time you can be on COBRA, I believe, for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that will kick in. And then after that point, they're going to have to buy health insurance, which is going to be expensive. Yeah. A couple um, of things that you said in there, Shauna, uh, Cobra, isn't that pretty expensive? Yes. It can be really yes. expensive. The full premium plus pro- 2%, I believe. Is that what it is? So, mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, you're not getting yeah. the help that, uh, that your employer, your employer is probably right. giving you on that. And, and then the other thing you said something about getting retired. That's more common than people want to think about, right? We've, we've seen it right. a lot this year. <laughs> yeah. And and uh, I know the earlier you buy that um, uh, long-term care insurance, uh, the cheaper it gets. So would her age be a problem there? 
No, I mean, she's, no, in in fact, she's, she's kind of in that sorry, age range to start looking for it, at least. Um, I mean, I guess the earlier you apply for it, the less you pay, but the longer and the later, the more you pay, but less time. So it could equal out. Yeah. But she's definitely in that age range to start exploring. Yeah, but if somebody, care. I mean, to me, that's kind of a tough decision, is it not? Because if you're going to expect to, to uh, work until you're 65, usually you wouldn't worry about needing that, right? Yeah, I mean, you want to you want to get long term care when you're healthy, and you know, I do believe that at certain thresholds, you know, milestones that is turning age sixty, age seventy, et cetera, those milestones it becomes more expensive. And traditional long term care is, is is pretty expensive. And then you know, if you don't use it, you lose it. Kind of like house insurance, right? Yeah. They do have or hybrid social policies security. now. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they do have hybrid policies now where let's say you can buy this bucket of money. So let's say I'm just making it up 300000 for this bucket of money that you can draw from when you have a long-term care need. But if you don't use it, it then or whatever's left, if it's the whole 300000 or let's say you just use half of it, then that becomes insurance passed on to your heirs. All right. So there are other products in the marketplace to help solve for that. But, you know, some individuals can self-insure, which means, you know, you look at cash flow projections until age 92 or 100, right? And then you say, what is the withdrawal rate in the portfolio? You know, you, do, you typically want to do a 3% is a good withdrawal rate on the portfolio because you have your Social Security, possibly pension. Um, I don't know if she has that in her situation. But then any withdrawal need, you know, that you want that to be around 3% maximum, sometimes 4 But you get up in the 5s and 6s, you're really pushing it. But then what you can also do is drop in the expense of long-term care, meaning getting care. Maybe it's, you know, what the averages are in Atlanta or whatever area they're in. So let's say it's 20000 a year. I'm just making it up. You know, drop in that expense and have it go 5 to 10 years to see do, there, do they make it. So that, that would be self-insuring. And if your plans still make it with that, then you have the option of self-insuring. And when you say make it, you're saying that their assets get Last them to 92. At least 92, if not okay. longer. Exactly. And I mean, in their case, I mean, Dennis you know, is still working. So there could be a need for life insurance, not knowing the full picture here. Um, he's now the sole breadwinner of the family. So Right. Well, what um, you would hope is that he could uh, actually, maybe his employer provides yeah, picks health insurance. up health insurance for her. Yeah, so she could get on that. I, you know, we don't have enough details to know that, but mm-hmm. uh, it would definitely be the first thought to come to mind, I guess, if, yep. if health care is the big issue. Um, so does this mean Dennis ought to work longer? Should he plan on working longer, maybe? This is what having a financial plan is good for. That's exactly <laughs> right, I guess. So uh, tell us, if you would, I mean, the financial plan, maybe maybe briefly, what is it based on? I mean, th- what's the first step? Don't you look at how much they spend first? Yeah, spending oh, is yeah. the pretty much the main driver of it. Um, like Shauna was saying, building long-term care costs in addition to the base spending, the normal every day. Um, but spending... That kind of no, you can have millions of dollars in the bank, and if you spend too much money, you you can still run out. All right. Um, well, let's yeah, take I mean, your... the rule of thumb used to be you have to have a million dollars, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what people used to say mm-hmm. years ago. Okay, well, if you spend a hundred thousand a year, you can do the math on that. It's not going to last. Right. So spending is matters. Well, and and let's face it, if you've got the salary of a doctor and you still spend 
more than the average person, a million dollars is not going to won't get you very far. <laughs> not going to get you there. So it, uh, financial planning, if I'm hearing you right, is kind of a personal situation. Everybody's different. Uh, guys, as I said, we were talking about Amanda and Dennis, and uh, I had asked you guys to flesh out a little bit of how uh, the financial planning process goes, and maybe that'll be informative on things that uh, they might worry about. Um, in answering the question, have I saved enough or am I saving enough, uh, and how they can uh, get through with uh, Amanda's early retirement at the age of 59, uh, where she was retired. It wasn't that she uh, retired voluntarily early. Uh, COVID just kind of happened. For, forced to, retirement. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and that's more common than uh, than people might realize. Um, but I'll get out of y'all's way and let you, uh, you know, we had already talked about uh, really, it starts with how much you spend, and uh, no matter how much you make, the piece that you spend, the piece that matters most, and the one that you can plan around is kind of your habitual spending. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, where does it go from there, guys? Well, really, you need to look at you know things like inflation. So it's healthcare now. You know, if if she can get on his plan, that would be better than paying for Cobra or getting her own individual plan. Um, you know, so if he's going to work to age 65, you know, that would work in that regard if that is an option. Um, but then, you know, like we talked about, looking at the assets now versus what they're projected to grow to, making sure the allocation is correct, because let's say you have everything in fixed income, you may not have the growth that you need to make it either. So the allocation absolutely matters. And another important thing is inflation. So, you know, when we're, when we're doing inflation, we use 4.6% as an inflation, which has traditionally been higher than actual inflation. Um, you know, purposefully to, to build in a cushion there. But, you know, with the economy the way it is now, I mean, at some point we could have hyperinflation. So, you know, if, if, if things go up and up and up, then that's, that's like of concern too. Absolutely. Um, typically with retirees, they, you know, get hit with big ticket items and in inflation, you know, car purchases, you know, larger things like that because they're not out there, you know, buying all the goods, kids' clothes and, you know, baseball bats, et cetera. So, you know, that's just something to think about. And then the long-term care in, future, in the future, because you just you, the worst thing you could do is run out of money and outlive your assets. Yeah, it's hard to uh, go back in the workforce at 90. Yeah, and at least Dennis is still working. So if he needed right. to work an extra five years, yeah, at least a, he, another, he can, yeah, luckily. I mean, if you think about uh, it, he's going to turn 65 a year before she does. So maybe at least another year, Yep. you know, to kind of bridge the gap to, to her turning 65 would mm-hmm. be... Uh, a simplistic but uh, maybe a wise decision for them to start planning for. Um, and Social Security. I mean, she'll be eligible in two and a half years almost. So Right. Um, uh, she could start drawing if needed. Right. Shauna, I know we came into this show talking about uh, potential higher taxes. And, uh, you know, if you, if you couple that with inflation, there has been a lot of uh, – there have been quite a few changes just in the last year that could be inflationary. First of all, we spent $3 trillion to kind of dig out of the hole that COVID left us in. They're talking about spending maybe $2.2 trillion more. Uh, all of that, unless we had growth that would uh, come alongside and, and um, kind of mute the potential for inflation, um, it, it unless managed very well, uh, you're right, we could see higher prices in the future, which would be a huge negative for people that are already retired. Uh, Something else I think is probably very important, and I know you guys look at this, tax, right? Tax, Mm -hmm. uh, and and if you're saving from an IRA, don't just assume 
that the money you have in the IRA is all going to be spent. It's got to be taxed as it comes out, right? Yep. You can almost look at it half your whatever your balance is now, just take half of it. <laughs> yeah, um, unfortunately, unless you're after tax. Yeah, I mean um, they they let you they let you have it for a while mm-hmm. without being taxed. Uh, it goes in tax free, but yep. when it comes out, they still get their income yep. tax, right? They and, get it. You know, hopefully it's at a lower rate, but uh, you just never know what the future holds. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else that we need to uh, cover where it comes to um, where it comes to financial planning? I know, um, you know, we we've gone through inflation and tax and uh, you know, making sure that your health care is covered. Uh, have we got them to 92 yet? Well, I hope so. And, yeah. you know, there, there's things you can adjust. Like like Logan said, you could work longer, you could spend less. And, you know, traditionally, you know, she's a little bit younger than him. And traditionally, women live longer than men. So right. you, you want to mm-hmm. be sure that, you know, especially if at some point, you know, um, he passes away, that she has enough to live on. Yeah, and especially so, with healthcare technology improving as we go, uh, do you guys perceive this is going to be even worse in the future? I mean, the fact that we're going to live longer, it, you, do, you don't yeah, look at so. it as being yep. worse. Uh, but if you well, live well, longer... I, think that would ha- I, I would think what would happen is you end up working longer, right? So uh, if, yeah, if yeah. you have more health to you, because that, that is what's happening. People are working longer in the workplace. In fact, I think this is the first time in history that we've had three generations working together. I think that's the correct quota so i think you if you're healthier you'd probably end up working longer to get to retirement just like they've been pushing back to social security retirement age so 59 is not too old to start working in another place right yeah you could easily find another job i'm sure i know amanda's probably wanting to slap us all about (laughs) right now but uh we might ought to recommend that she look around for a job yep especially one if she could find it that pays insurance for at least just just for the benefits so yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes it, it might be even wise for her to take a, a cut and pay from what she's accustomed to just to get the benefits. You mm-hmm. noted, noted there, Logan. All right, so um, I, I think, you know, now that we've thoroughly angered Amanda, we could probably... <laughs> All right, well, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back with our final segment shortly. Money Talks. We'll be right back. All material presented is from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decision and is not intended to replace the advice of qualified professionals, such as tax consultants, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in the Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.